0: I am very unprofessional. You know that. Oh, we have to be professional. <laughs> no, especially <laughs> not on boogie nights. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be very hard to be professional yeah, on no, boogie nights. Yeah, no, like. But <laughs> well, at least clean. Clean. Yeah. yeah there we go. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try, but it's. I'm not. Little. Yeah. I figured.
1: <laughs> Iggy Pop, hey, Amen. Let it rock. I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat. We crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Trimmy. I want you have some fun. Fun, fun. No, Tommy. a pay-pay. Whoever she is, I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish! <laughs> <laughs> I'm always home, am I cool? This is a process of dehypnotization.
2: Shut, 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 shut up!
0: Hi, Hoff fans. Welcome to this week's edition of the PSI Love Hoffman podcast, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm Brian Rodriguez.
3: And I'm Kyle Reinfried.
0: We're always home, we're always uncool, we're always ready to talk great movies. Today, Kyle, we Boogie have a special nights. guest. Yes.
3: Too. We got Zach Bressler sitting here, my uh, mentor? Is that a fair thing, to Do you want to be... That's d- kind of big, I don't that's know. That's kind of, yeah?
4: <laughs> it's, it's, now that's pressure. That's pressure?
3: Yeah. Oh, boy. A
0: little bit. Well, maybe stepfather, would you that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Weird uncle, no, he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, we're closer in age, so older brother, like a drifter older brother. Well, today,
0: <laughs> like you mentioned, Boogie Nights, we're going to be talking about a lot of uh, familiar relationships, if you will. Yes. So, perhaps this is appropriate.
3: <laughs> well, Alright, Well, just to give a brief little, I uh, we were actually at Ramapo College, and I met Zach here, uh, he works here, but we also work together on the film productions together not film productions like from this movie but uh you know (laughs) film productions nonetheless
0: so this is your alma mater right yes can't believe somebody gave you a degree but okay
3: (laughs) that hasn't really paid off yet (laughs) no it paid off actually by meeting zach i was gonna say it's about the
0: connections in college exactly not about the paper it's about who you meet
3: so, yeah, right when we decided to do this podcast and we were thinking about guests, I said to you right away, I want Zach on Boogie Nights. Um, Zach, you were, so you're a little older than us. You saw Boogie Nights in theaters? Yes, I did. Uh, three or four times.
4: Three. Wow. Wow! Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yep.
3: And before we get too into it, we usually have uh, two questions we like to ask our guests. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so what was the first film that you noticed Philip Seymour Hoffman in?
4: Um, well, I would say that, like, notice him as an actor, like, that he really stood out would be this film, Boogie Nights. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I know when I listen to your podcast, uh, for Aww. Money for Nothing, uh, John Cusack movie, which I also, you know, saw when it came out, um, I, I am the Philadelphia guy. Yeah, I reference Kyle you. Yeah. He referenced me without naming. Without but, naming, yeah. I didn't <laughs> know, know if he you was wanted. was protecting to the innocent, you know. I didn't
3: with, know if you wanted to say you're from Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know we you were, were referencing him. You yeah. didn't even mention it to me. Oh, okay. But yeah, at, at, at,
4: and and at the time during that time period, I was really not, and and still today, I'm not really into the big blockbusters or anything like that. So, I I know I don't. I, I think I've seen Twister, but. You know, so I know that was a kind of a memorable role that everyone knows him in and stuff, but I, I, that wasn't for me. It was definitely this film. This film made an impression with me.
3: Yeah, and would you, I mean, is this also so? The second question being favorite role of his, would you say this is? Your, yeah, 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 definitely. Um, S- I mean, I, I,
4: I, he had you know, obviously from this point forward, like he has some really great roles in in some films and stuff, which you guys will tackle at a later date. But uh, but yeah, no, it, it, I. This film, yeah, is part of what makes it a great film is how great the characters are.
0: Absolutely, I mean, we've heard from a lot of people about Scott e. J too. It just, ugh.
3: Yeah, this is this is definitely so. We've covered Twister, and now we're getting to Boogie Nights. And Twister was like what most like audiences recognize him from. You know, you're just you're at every, this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your everyday moviegoers, and then it really became like actors, critics directors filmmakers whatever like this was he really stood out in this and he stood i saw, saw this you know back in you know 2003 2004 and he just i already knew him from like twister and a few other roles but i was just like oh man like when we get to that one scene uh hit with him and marky mark that's just like well oh, if we're comparing see.
0: to twister right like uh-huh. twister getting big blockbuster like let's be honest like a shit script who cares sure. you know that yeah. kind of thing And he he does a lot with that, but it's also something that you could a smart, funny guy could do a lot with that character of Dusty anyway, you know. This is something that's he doesn't have too many lines. It's a couple scenes, but he really just ugh I just love his face in this. I love his like mannerisms.
3: Well, we always we we've said it before, and then we'll say it when it gets to, and we reference along came Polly already, but it's always you know Philip and Rothman is more talented, but we always say it's very Jack Black, you know, like you just as far as you know, you could have seen Jack Black in Twist.
0: Of course, of course, you know. But
3: and then Jack Black was almost Scotty J. Really? In this movie? Yeah. Really? I wow! I that. did not know that. Oh, yeah, that there's a whole slew. I'm just gonna get it off right away because I want to. Get off. Oh, boy, that's <laughs> appropriate for this. But these are all of the people that were up for um, for Marky Mark's role. You had Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. He's going to
0: smack you if you call him Marky Mark again.
3: What is he going to I can't smack. do he, he does smack, do smack people. Yeah, he does. Yeah? yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Stay Mr. Mr. Wahlberg. Yes, that's more appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I actually couldn't just remember uh, Dirk Diggler and Eddie because he's got two names in the movie. He does. But, uh, yeah, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Ethan Hawke, Joaquin Phoenix, Jason Lee. Really? Yeah. Just all of them were, like, considered for the role of Dirk Diggler. And then, like, so many... uh, Oh, Leonardo DiCaprio as well. Gwyneth Paltrow was offered Roller Girl. That makes sense, because she was in Hard Eight. You had just a bunch of actors for, like, offered, like, you know, every role, and all of them turned it down, because... It was, I mean, I can't name too many movies that are about the porn industry, but in 1997 that was still a very taboo subject.
0: Yes, I mean, this is a good time to, if, if you live under a rock and you don't know what Boogie Nights is about, or Kyle, why don't you sure, tell our audience? Sure, one of the famous
3: synopses. <laughs> uh, Boogie Nights is the story of the adult uh, film director, Jack Horner, played by Burt Reynolds, and newly found talent, Eddie Adams, a.k.a. Dirk Diggler, played by Mark Marky Mark Wahlberg? And Probably it's set in the out. late 70s and early 80s. We dive into the culture of the adult film world with its cast and crew and the issues of their lives. I made it very soap opera-esque at the end. Because <laughs> there's just so much to cover in this movie.
0: And does it remind you of Days of Our Lives? Is that why?
3: I, I have never watched it. I've never watched a second. Of that either. <laughs> well, I, I
4: actually, you know, I, I didn't read the synopsis before, but... I mean, it, it does that's one of the great aspects of the film is that you have full character arcs for so many characters yes. oh my God, yeah. and that's how the and the film play is like intertwined with all those characters that's why I mean that's honestly you know that's when I saw it in the theater I was just blown away it was like it was one of those films that you go see and it's just like it just captures you because there were so many stories going on and the characters were so great and mm-hmm so rounded it wasn't normally you get like a character or two that have this big arc and then there's the characters along you know that are along for the ride or whatever but everybody you know has their story going along with it and it's just yeah it, i it's, mean it's amazing
3: yeah yeah what an ensemble that everyone has a payoff like i i mean i love 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 Phil hoffman in this movie but i guess he probably has like the lesser of like the arcs but still he's just like part of this crew part of this misfit family
0: yeah as a writer this is the film i saw that i was like just so jealous of because you know i love my ensemble casts yeah and who else can do this when else do you see this that's so many like payoffs so many arcs and so many oh it's just like beautiful
3: second film of pt anderson wrote and directed it in 1997, he was, I think, 27 years old.
0: And you were touching on the cast, and I, th- I was thinking while I was watching this, this time, like, such brave choices to just say yes to this. Again, yeah. second-time director, yeah, he was acclaimed, but there's that whole sophomore slump thing, right? Yeah. You read that script, you read about, like, just the subject matter. Somebody else could have really screwed this up.
3: Yeah, there was a movie that came out, like, around the same time. Do you remember? We were. Well, there was a couple the, of them, right?
0: Like, yeah. like, after that, there was the 54, right? 50, which is yes, just, like, two. terrible. Yeah. Ryan mm-hmm. Felipe... Like,
4: didn't he? Didn't he make a short film based off of Dirk Diggler? Or yeah, like so that? that
3: was one of the first films he made, and it was because uh, yeah, he created that
4: character mm. in a short film before he made this film.
3: Yeah, and actually, the actor Robert Ridgely, who plays the Colonel in this film, mm-hmm. he plays Jack. In well, that makes the sense. Short, I yeah, see that. but I love him as the colonel in this film. Yeah, he's my nice. next to Philip Seymour Hoffman. He is my wow. favorite actor in this movie. <laughs> I love him, the colonel. Oh my god, the best introduction to a character ever, which we'll get to, come to the party scene. But the actor is a really small the introduction to Bucky's character. I mean, we kind of see Buck at the club in the beginning, the opening scene. Mm-hmm. But his mm-hmm. when we meet him at the this is Don Cheadle's character when we meet him at the stereo store. The, kid that he's trying to sell it to that's the actor that played uh the Dirk Diggler oh that's the original the Dirk Diggler yeah. that's oh, cool yeah so it's it cool. like a couple of you know the main I've never seen the short though but that's what I read is it easy to get I, mean, uh... I couldn't I couldn't find it well oh. I mean it might be you know what actually the, probably the first place to look and the last place and I haven't looked would be on the blu-ray but I listened to the audio commentary and I feel like I would have seen it on there and been like I should have watched this but maybe I just well you'll it. go home and check exactly
0: <laughs> so um just quick touch up on this cast a lot of people to
3: yeah okay so we got I... mr. Mark Wahlberg who uh, I thought was fantastic fantastic yes fantastic.
0: yes he film. he's awesome I know Some people have shit on his like that performance in the past which I, I don't is so get that because,
3: because uh, uh that moment when he comes home From the club, or from yeah, from from working, right? From working, and his mom is just just like a total bitch, like even to like, and I'm you know like is that way to her husband too. But when she just tells them to get out, and I just wrote in my notes, I just put raw performance. Him just like crying. It's it brings. I'm getting goosebumps right now because it's like my inner fears of like my disapproval from my parents and just like (laughs) telling me like that I'm a fuck up and to get out and move out. So
0: you've lived through this scene.
3: I, no, I thank God I haven't lived through this <laughs> scene, but that's like my... I've had nightmares of scenes like this. Gotcha. <laughs> and her just telling him to get out, and he's like, why are you doing this to me? And mm-hmm. like, oh, man.
0: Is this your favorite Mark Wahlberg performance? I can't think of anything where I'm more...
3: Uh,
4: Departed's really good. He's really good, good in Departed. Yeah, oh, that's
3: He's true. really good. When he's, when he's talking to, like, just sass to everybody in that movie. And, and he was, he's, got, he's got a great payoff in that movie. He was good in Rockstar, too. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a yeah. movie that gets shit on Yeah, it. That, I and love, I know, I know you've said that's one of your I favorite, like, underrated films. Yeah. Love that movie. That's, cause that's, like, a era that, like, isn't. I, a lot of films haven't been made of that music era. That's that's almost in your wheelhouse of. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, totally,
4: totally. I mean, it, it, the other, well, the the other, it, you know, part of it is is that, you know, he, in, in in Rockstar and and Departed. I agree with you with Departed too. This, fi- I mean, he he he's the. You know, he kind of carries the film, even though it's an ensemble cast. He's the main character. Yeah, it's
3: like him and Ben Reynolds, or yeah.
4: You know, and he's not. You know, especially at this time, he was coming right out of Marky Mark. So yeah, and, Cal- like, and, and then, Calvin Klein ads. Yeah, and <laughs> so we coming into this, and it's just like I, he, he. You know, I mean, it definitely it. helps it was, that he, he was, had a
3: director like P. T. Anderson, but mm-hmm. by all means, it shows you like
0: he's like said, a twenty-seven-year-old P. T. Anderson. Yeah,
3: which okay, so going from like age on topic and we're talking about like the leads because it definitely is it's mark Wahlberg, burt reynolds burt reynolds was a schmuck i don't know if you guys know this he was a, like a schmuck on this movie he hit like pt anderson <laughs> really also, yeah like he would just like call pt anderson a punk and didn't like know you know said he didn't know what he was talking about and, and he we, even t- like turned down the role several times yeah and
4: and, and, and and anything that you've seen since the film it's like he just just he, he shits on the movie Oh wow. Oh he yeah. totally does. And I it's didn't like know that. it's like, do you realize I mean not for nothing. you know, were smoking the bandit, all right? It's like <laughs> Yeah I, I'm <laughs> sorry. Like, it's really a, and, and and during that time period, you know, I know Burt Reynolds he has a history and he's done a lot of stuff and all but during that he was he wasn't it was kinda like how uh, Tarantino brought Travolta back. Yeah. I mean Burt Reynolds wasn't doing much at that point. And it's like, and he then he got this role, and he got the Golden Globe, and you know, yeah,
3: nominated for an Oscar as well. Yeah, and wow, that's
4: the like I just, love him in this role. Oh, man. he's but he he he's totally you he you see interviews. He's just ever since then he's like, he really, you know, wants nothing to do with this film, which is wow, pretty that's amazing because it's stupid. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he was, uh, yeah, he called him a punk. He had a fight with him and uh, and Tom Jane. Like, he was just, he was literally just throwing punches, like, at everybody <laughs> in thought, and was just, like, a complete nightmare. And even after that, like, P.T. Anderson still offered him a role. I don't know exactly what role, but a role in his next film, Magnolia. But then they decided to part ways and not. And this Probably was also, like, he was turned, like, he told him to fuck off and, like,. Mo- a- Pete Anderson was like after Burt Reynolds for this role, and he turned it down several times. And he said, if you do this role, you are going to get a nomination. And he was right. Like, he, I mean, because he get I mean, hey, separate the person oh, from the he did a art job in the film. Yeah. I mean, he's great in the film. He really is. It's he's that sucks, fatherly really.
4: figure, and, he, you know, and he's the glue that keeps all these, you know, misfits together and everything. In the yeah, film, he makes, definitely. Like,
3: yeah. But, uh, I mean, all of these actors, like, they play kind of not that. Great of people, you know. Like, they're you know, if you met them in the, in your real life, I don't know if I'd be closer or whatever. No, some of them aren't like bad, not but, bad, but, but
0: they're definitely not too intelligent. Sure. Which I kind of like.
3: Yeah, it's like a film of like not too like. I mean, it's not like they're all in the same. It doesn't make
0: field. idiots feel like idiots. Uh-huh. And it's really easy to make a movie about like beautiful minds, smart people. You know. Sure. So like I'm oh, sorry, I'm just I'm gushing over <laughs> these characters. So you mentioned Don Cheadle before?
3: Yeah. So yeah. So the, uh, Julianne Moore, John C. Riley coming back from uh, Hard Eight, uh, Heather Graham, uh, William H. Macy, Luis Guzman, obviously Philip Seymour Hoffman, Philip Baker Hall, Hard Eight, Tom Jane, Alfred Molina, Robert Ridgely, uh, Nicole Ari Parker, and uh, Melora Walters. And I just say those last two just because they, you know, they're part of the big ensemble. And Melora Walters, he works with again in Magnolia. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, just like I, think she's I mean, really talk good about too, that, and that ensemble, yeah. and they all nailed it. It's awesome.
4: On a side note, you mentioned it, I didn't know the Gwyneth Paltrow thing. Yeah. Thank God he chose Heather Graham.
3: Yes. Okay, <laughs> yeah, we can talk about this. Is a movie yeah. about yeah she, Heather Graham. She was fantastic. Her first day, of, <laughs> her first day of shooting was her nude scene. That yeah. Was, so that's a, what, what a had she done of.
0: anything before this of significance?
4: Not that I know of. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Not, that. I'm not sure. No, this right. is a standout when, role. When, when I, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I'll come clean. That's why I went to see it three times when, <laughs> 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 when she takes off the little sundress and you know and yeah. tests out Mark, uh, Wahlberg. <laughs> That's a, she, Yeah, no. Nah, yeah. and she
3: but she, yeah, she's awesome in this film too. She's drop dead gorgeous woman, mm-hmm. you know. But besides that, she gives a, everyone in this movie gives a great performance. Like, this was definitely one of the first movies I think I saw Julianne Moore in, and she's definitely going to be recognized, if not al- already recognized, as one of the more talented actresses out there. Yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely. I mean, I, it's one of these things like chicken and egg thing. Like, mm-hmm. do you think he just had a good eye? Because a lot of these people weren't his first choices.
3: I mean, no. I, I like,. I think he does have a good eye, you know, P.T. Anderson. I mean, I'm sure that, obviously, there's a casting director involved, and it's not like he's calling course, up every single one of these people <laughs> or whatever. But, uh, not all but like he was going Street, after, now. like, the Burt Reynolds. Like, you know, he went after that, um, and then he had the confidence to go with a, you know, like a nobody in the acting world like Mark Wahlberg, and then loved Philip Sner Hoffman. That's why I put him in Hard Eight. Loved John C. Riley from Hard Eight. And, well,
4: at, at the time, I mean, the only... Big name was the Burt Reynolds. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, you know, I'm sure you know, like Julianne Moore had a, a lot of credits to her name before this, but she was you didn't go see a, a movie with Julianne Moore over the title or anything like that. The, Burt Reynolds big, is the only one.
3: Yeah, this was a big year for her because the same year Lost World Jurassic Park <laughs> came out, and that was uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she's in that movie. In. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean that's a nice perspective because the first time I saw this film, I knew most of the cast. Yeah, so I, I can imagine it was pretty
4: cool going there and seeing all these unknowns doing great jobs. Well, I mean, I saw this, um, and, you know, I've had conversations with uh, Kyle about this, but this, I I was in college when this came out, and I was studying film, and, um, what was it, 97, so I was a junior, and um, so I, you know, at that time, I was like, I I was a sponge, you know, and it's like, I didn't. Like I said, I didn't go see films like Twister, Independence Day, and you know what the the big films during that time period. I didn't. I wasn't interested in that. I was interested in, in more personal stories, and you know, and you know, for the '90s were pretty big for independent cinema and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, not that this is like a like a small indie film or any, by any means, but um, but P. T. Anderson at the time and a lot of these actors were unknown commodities. So it was like, and. Um, you know and the story okay it was it, it's it's also like a history lesson about the you know about the adult industry too which to me like uh was another interesting aspect of it because it was like you saw how you know it, it, that's how it was in the 70s like they they made they made those films on film they were they were actually trying to make films <laughs> and then if you watch you know it's like now it's even you know it, it's it's really that industry is gone, by the way of now where, you know, it's on your laptop, you click on a website and it's like, there's no story. It's just boom. And it's like, (laughs) and and that's, Hey,
3: there's a lot to be said about instant gratification. (laughs) uh, There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just, I'm just saying, but,
4: but from, from Burt Reynolds perspective, that's his, that's part of his arc is the fact that he is a real filmmaker and he sees the art in it. And it's like, and and he's trying to make real films. That's, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, and that's really strong in that one scene with, uh, you know, because you've got the Philip Baker Hall character, the mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, like something Gondolini or something. Like, oh, Floyd Gondolini, which is a reference to. In Heart 8, actually, when him and Samuel Jackson, Philip Baker Hall's character in that movie, and Sam Jackson are talking, and Sam Jackson mentions Floyd Gondolini. Oh, yeah. yeah. So In this movie, Philip Baker Hall yeah. plays Floyd Gondolini, and he's shooting on VHS and shooting with quote-unquote real people, the youngsters of like today, and there's that great exchange between him and Burt Reynolds And he's, like, the future is videotape, like, not film. And Jack is just like, I'm a filmmaker. And I just love that because it was very meta in a way.
4: Right. And then there's a scene even after that where they're looking at the dailies mm -hmm. and um, the – and he comes up. And, yeah, like, the DP slash when editor, they, right? Yeah, when yeah. they looked at the they looked at the dailies when they were making the Dirk Diggler film, yeah. and he was like, "This is this is a real film." That's yeah. what the guy says. This is a real film, Jack. You yeah. know. And then later on, when it's the, during the downturn in the film, yeah, with when the everyone, with the
3: big fake tits. And, yeah, and it's, the- it's like <laughs> she's it's <laughs>
4: two it's the two girls in a hot tub yeah. and like real plastic looking yeah. women and they're shot on videotape and it's and he's like, "How how'd it come out?" And he's like, "He goes, it is what it is." You yeah, know? it's like that's and and. And basically, it, you know, it's making a statement of that industry, too, that it mm-hmm. actually did start out as an art form and turned into the instant gratification, yeah. you know, aspect of it.
3: Yeah, and definitely. And continuing from, like, that, like, meta level of P.T. Anderson and his love for film, he's never shot anything on, like, digital. I don't even think, like, his music videos. I think they are all mm-hmm. shot on film, too. So, I mean, this is a guy that recently he's also been able to get his hands on these beautiful... Uh, large format cameras, like *The Master* and uh, *Inherent Vice*, were shot on like seventy millimeter, mm-hmm. and you just get these beautiful big images. And he's he's a big because he loves filmmakers again, like
4: he's uh, in the Martin Scorsese, Scorsese. yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. And so
3: him, Tarantino, they're just big. F- when I say film lovers, I mean like the tangible film, mm-hmm. yeah, keep film, that. yeah, and they want to keep that going, mm-hmm. which it is kind of coming back, just like vinyls coming back. There's an appreciation for it now. Like, the Star Wars is being shot on film as well. And that's just awesome to me. When so. did they start transitioning? Star Wars is better than Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Different podcast <laughs> episode to talk to Zach <laughs> about. <laughs> it. I mean, Lord that's of the
0: that's
4: more of a podcast battle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: podcast battles. <laughs> <laughs> when did they start transitioning to digital?
3: You might have a better
0: idea. Yeah, than that's... Than
4: me. um, I mean,
3: the first... I, well,
4: wait, I mean, Lucas with the... The
3: first full... Yes, the yeah. first fully digital film was episode three. Mm. So it's kind of ironic that they're going back to Well, I I hours, I so.
4: can say that my film 1998 we shot uh Rhymes and Reason. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was it's got to be one of the first feature length digitally shot films cuz we go. shot that on DV. So that's cool. That's kind of cool.
3: You need not to put that on horn, do, you a, but. do you have a you have an IMDb page for that, right? Yeah. yeah. Trivia section. Yeah, yeah, there you go. um, Yeah,
4: well, there was uh, around that time, too, like 98, 99, or there was a uh, central station or grand central station. There was a film called, okay. to, I, I remember that came out in digital, but yeah, like early, early 2000, I don't know when the Phantom Menace came out, but around that time 99. is when, when they really started to make that transition.
3: Yeah. Cause I mean, you started obviously also with the digital effects. So a lot more was computers. So it just made sense. For well, that, and that
4: film to... was like a catalyst for the actual theaters to start going digital. Yeah. So do you think
0: he was a PT Anderson was aware of this at the time, or is it just like one of those happy foreshadowing things?
3: Um, I think he probably Because he's some... kind of
0: like Jack, like you said, like, sticking with the film.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, at that time, I, I'm i sure people, yeah, people in the industry saw it probably turning that way. Yeah, I... Don't Again, know, at least with the, like, blockbusters and stuff, but... Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I, I don't know if it's, like, a... If it would be, like, it's, like, a direct statement that he's making, like, mm-hmm. like...
3: I mean, it was like, always known that film costs money, they say that in the film. Right,
4: right? I. but... but I think being, knowing who he is and stuff like that, thats that that was probably, you know, an underlying message mm. that he was, you know... Yeah, pretty cool.
3: How I have nightmares of disapproval from my parents, he probably had nightmares of stuff becoming <laughs> video and digital. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah,
4: because he's definitely making the statement of the adult industry did start out at, you know... I mean, I, I guess even earlier than that, it was like stag reels yeah. and stuff like that. That wasn't, but then it turned... They realized that it was film, and they, they, they made... You know, I don't know if you've ever seen a an adult film, like, from the 70s or, like, the, the film film. I've now seen,
3: like, digitized versions of that.
4: Okay, because, well, I'm just saying, I'm not saying on film, but I'm just saying, like, they, you know, it's like, if you were going for the gratification, you, you had to use the fast forward button, you know? And yeah. Yeah, that's, that's just <laughs> the bottom line, because there were stories, there was, you know... Yeah you know, a lot of times bad acting going on, but they were in sure.
3: like... <laughs> Which they definitely, some good actors do some bad, amazing bad acting in like the little times that we see in mm-hmm. the few productions. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. It's just, they nail it. But uh, before we jump into some real things, I just want to read a couple of the actors that were up for some uh, other roles as well. Yeah, uh, Samuel L. Jackson was offered Buck Swope, but I definitely prefer Don Cheadle as Buck. Instead of Samuel Jackson.
0: Yeah, I think I think Don Cheadle has more of a vulnerability. Yeah,
3: and then these were all the people mm-hmm. that I mean. Again, we love you know we've agreed that we love Burt Reynolds as Jack, but these were the other actors up for that: Warren Beatty, Sidney Pollack, Albert Brooks, Harvey Keitel, Bill Murray, and Jack Nicholson. Hmm. Those are some great actors there. Great like, actors,
4: on... but but for the role,
3: just that. <laughs> That's my Burt Reynolds. Yeah, I mean you would get.
4: I mean. Th- Jack Nicholson's too much of a character. Yeah, for that I I, I can't see. Albert Brooks might
3: have been good.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I don't think he has the gravitas though that that Burt Reynolds had. Like like as you mentioned, Zach, he was the only known person at the time in this film. Yeah, right. And and I think like I think you kind of need that because he's like the for like you know he's like the rock kind of he
3: was also i guess it works because he was also like a sex icon at one point so it just yeah in that, in no that no no, too, no and that's like, part like, of it that's definitely yeah. part of it especially yeah. i would imagine at the
0: time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. usually we break down like these movies scene by scene even while i was watching and realized there was no way we no could do way. that here we'd yeah. be here for three or four hours yeah. i mean again and you guys if you haven't seen boogie nights you're a fool just, yes. just watch it <laughs> i do want to say though that i i love this opening
3: Yes, that's just like there's definitely some key scenes that I want to talk about besides like three scenes with Philip Singer Hoffman that I love and that we'll play clips from. But the opening of the scene, three minute like opening
4: shot. That's I mean that's saying, uh, P T Anderson saying I love Scorsese. Yeah. You know, it's like that's so good fellows that the opening scene and that's it's awesome. yeah no it's very that's a good point point. and very... I mean he would admit it it's not like oh yeah yeah uh, like, that's it's not even like you know. I'm not being critical of it. It's amazing. It's amazing. You know. No,
3: but something like, I mean, I, I do love Tarantino, but I think I said this in another episode that I like, you know, P.T. Anderson's career more than um, like all of his film catalog versus uh, Tarantino. But Tarantino definitely like does a shot by shot of like people that he loves, which again, i will admit to that. Mm-hmm. But P.T. Anderson is definitely somebody that takes the style so from your Scorsese's to your, um, uh, why I just even, he just passed away recently. I said uh, director of Silence of the Lambs. Oh, Jonathan Demme. Yeah, Jonathan mm-hmm. Demme with his like close-ups. Like he'll take the styles of those directors and on them versus you know like Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> like a lot of the shots from that are like you know and again he'll fully admit it, but they're like shot by shot replicas from some of his favorite films.
0: Mm-hmm. And just from like just I love when we follow Roller Girl. Yeah, just like the wheels and like how we're moving with the wheels. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's just awesome.
3: Yeah, they do two like twice in the movie at least. I mean, there's a decent amount of long shots, but I love both. Like this is like to the club, which is a location we go to many times. There's not many locations no, in this film, true. so it's like the club, uh, which Luis Guzman is fantastic oh, in this movie. That, that,
4: I mean, we we you know go into the carrot, and yeah. he's a very small character, <laughs> but <laughs> I l- one, one after this film, I was like, I love that dude. Yeah, man. I want to see him. In, I want to see him more. Come on, Jack, put me in a film.
3: Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah.
4: And then he gets his chance, don't and he's like, he's you know, just
3: <laughs> the sexiest woman. Yeah. You know,
0: I'm a big Louis Guzman guy. Yeah. yeah, even in
3: like, he's in silly movies. Like, what's the waiting?
0: Oh, waiting. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Whatever he does, I'm happy with. What's the that. line he yeah. says in
3: that movie? I know you like saying it. It's like Your prime wave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah I mean you meet I mean you meet every single major character in that scene except for probably like the Colonel, Tom and, Jane, you know. yeah, and Tom Jane, but everyone right. else, and that's the whole thing. Like this movie just goes from there, and then you have Jack's house, so you meet that location. You see Bucky at work. You meet oh, you meet William H. Macy and his. He goes home and his uh <laughs> wife, who's played by Nina Hartley, Nina and Hartley, was a 70s porn star. Yeah, so Nina Hartley actually gave uh, gifts to the cast, and they were copies of her porn films. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, that's awesome. How yeah. old
0: was she when she did this then?
3: Uh, I'd say late 40s if I was going to yeah, guess probably. at that point it 97 and she still was looks everything. good I mean yeah, yeah hey. <laughs> no I mean she's got um, some great there's just some really great just like awkward like tense but then also like, like dramatic but a lot of funny parts too like
0: oh I mean this is a hilarious movie yeah it's mm-hmm. got
3: some like just I mean when they're at the,
4: the recording studio is oh, like, oh god yeah no <laughs> I love so that scene but then on the other side of it the tension and like.
3: And the low moments of this movie? Yeah.
4: Oh, God. Oh, like in the God. parking lot and, uh, yeah. And, and, um, and of course the firecracker scene. But it's. Yeah,
3: parking lot, the donut shop, yeah. the, the limousine. And yeah. that's all oh, like yeah, connected yeah. and everything like that. And then Rah- Rahad's. Ha- well, that's even funny. Kind of like, uh... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we haven't
0: even just like mentioned how great the soundtrack is.
3: Yes. Which is, this is yet again, I know we said this early on. This is a movie that it uses a song name. But they can't use the song. Heatwave is the band. Heatwave. Thank you. And yeah, so the lead guy was like a born again Christian. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) I knew he didn't. Born again Christian, porn, done exactly. I mean, you know, you find out sometimes those guys are. But
0: still, more than makes up for it with this great soundtrack. Oh,
3: yeah. Like, I mean, just. The songs alone and, and before I forget a lot of
0: summaries say that this is like a 70s film and that's bullshit because this is just as much as like an 80s film yeah I think the I 70s included, is like the high point and then like the I 80s is just like decline, the decline
4: well the 80s strikes and that's when William <laughs> <laughs> H. Macy kills himself oh my like,
3: god yeah spoiler but not who cares he, yeah, maybe you haven't yeah. 20 years ago exactly. so. yeah and so yeah, <laughs> William H. Macy finds his wife three times and the third time like I mean and that we see
4: that we see and when I was, you know, going back and watching uh, scenes from the film, uh, that was one of the things. And I was, and I was reading. It was, I watched it on YouTube, and I was reading the mm-hmm. comments, and, and someone, uh, I think, he there's three gunshots. So he, she could have been with multiple partners at that time. Oh wow! Oh, Did not even catch that? Yeah, yeah there's three gun. Someone mentioned it. it was, I thought that was kind of interesting. It was like. You know, we always see you know, every time he runs into her, she's with another guy or whatever, and it's yeah. like at at the you know, let's push them over the edge. Just was enough, you know. It's, and there's the three gunshots. I don't know if he shot her three times or, but, yeah. but it was kind of interesting. The you know?
3: first time he runs, like go, goes into the room, like he just hears it down the hallway and walks in, like in their own house. Mm-hmm. And she says to him, like you know, like what the like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like you know, and then her the part the guy she's with says, "Will you close the door?" Yeah. <laughs>
4: Another interesting thing when he goes out to the car to get the gun, yeah. Scotty J is still in the at the steering wheel.
3: Oh, I didn't notice yeah. that. Yeah. And there's also a, this is just because it's a very important scene. It's, you know, they're celebrating New Year's transition from 79 it's to like, 80. Goodbye, is, goodbye 70s, hello
4: 80s. And and hello and the video world. That's what I'm saying. It yeah. all play even even um, the storyline has an arc like that yeah, because uh, it's yeah. it's you know, the time period plays a part in the whole in the whole, you know, in the story because the 70s it was kind of that was like yeah, the, that was like the golden age of A adult lot of cinema yeah. with because yeah. they were making films and then the 80s came videotape and you know okay just get in and do it, you know, no storyline. It's we're not filmmakers anymore, we're just, you know, producing, you know. I
3: I love it. He blows his brains out and then it just goes to a black screen just with i even i was just like i you know i'm writing notes along while i'm watching the movie and i put the 80s and i was even corrected by watching the film it just says 80s in like, a <laughs> small little white font and mm-hmm. it's just like it's great oh it like almost makes you like squint I mean, i'm sure if you're watching on a big screen but uh i've unfortunately only seen it on like tvs the film but it just like almost makes you just like tense and like just be like oh god fucking 80s <laughs>
0: Are there any other earlier scenes you wanted to talk before we get into Scotty J's introduction?
3: I mean that's the next like one of my, like my next like favorite scene and that has that a I mean great you mentioned shot. the
0: mom. I thought he was great with the mom. Uh, Mark
3: Wahlberg Yeah, I mean you've got that. You've again you've got and he's Eddie at this point. You get Roller Girl at the school, and that guy is making the gestures to give you know for her to to give him a Mm blowjob. He comes back later on, and it's just really good like character. You know, like you see all these characters at the club, and then you kind of get like the solo. You get Julianne Moore on the phone after the club, like trying to call and talk to the kids. So you know that's going on. It's just really great, like simple, quick. You know, and this all happens within like the first like five minutes.
4: Simple and quick, but it draws you into
3: the characters.
4: Yes, like all of the characters. Yeah, you become
3: invested within yeah. definitely the first fifteen minutes of this movie mm-hmm. easily for a film that lasts over two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. You get
0: so much, so many, so many things coming at you, but it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> phrasing, no, literally phrasing. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel like it. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yeah. No, I. I'm, hey, yeah, you dude. don't feel lost. Like there, yeah. there are
4: films that try to do too much, and it's like, the, and you get lost, and and you're like, w- what the hell's going on? Who are they talking about? You know. Like, and then
0: what do we? What do you do? You just like stop investing when that happens. When you yeah. see a film mm-hmm. like that, this yeah. is just you're like plugged in.
3: Yeah. Well, it's just re- again, it's just very fluid, and there's uh, compelling for, just from their acting. It's not even like there's like a lot of dialogue per se. It's not like a Tarantino like banter or whatever mm-hmm. and you just like when we get to Jack Jack's house that it's just him and Julianne Moore and she goes on the phone he just goes and he makes himself a drink and we just kind of see both of their she does a, a line and then does a call so we see like their vices and then we see Roller Girl in school we see Buck at the stereo store and then and we see Eddie with his relationship with his parents and even that one woman saying you know like you know, you're uh you know, you're a star. Oh, she sa- she says your cock is so beautiful. Oh yeah, the girl that yeah. is sleeping, yeah. And I love and then this is just a great theme that's presented right away via like um via Eddie and just his dialogue saying everyone is given one special thing, right?
0: Yeah, I wrote that down too because that's the way he delivers that too is
3: awesome. Yeah, he's just like standing up and he's so childish, he's jumping up and down <laughs> on the bed, you know. But he just has I mean it's just a great thematic line that's, you know, call I mean if you wanna I don't know what you wanna call that exposition or something like that, but I don't think it is. I think it's just like a the vulnerability and a big message of this movie. And then I mean after that, you know, we get Jackie eyes Eddie again and, and invites him and he has that great scene with uh, he- <laughs> Heather Graham that we mentioned already she gets naked
0: so fast
3: like well it's that easy one piece with He's no underwear on laundry. so yeah it's just like wham bam thank you man wow and uh, I believe back then that was called a beaver <laughs> we'll leave it at that
0: how you think she did that in one take, or just like she's just so good at it? Or? I
3: don't know, but I mean, but I mean, then you know, I love her. Whole, are you gonna take the roller skates off? No, why? <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I mean, then he has the fight, and then he comes and Jack. No, freaking phrasing. Uh, but Jack uh, is having like a little. I guess you know, probably. A few, imagine like every like weekend or something like that, or random times, he just has these awesome pool parties, and this is when we get to really meet John C. Riley. I
0: think I think anchorman kind of takes from this and that pool party. Oh, that's a good point. Not yes. like the and whole the, like well, oh, I'm the 170s well, and yeah, then just but, yeah. You know, and then like cuz we do get all the proper introductions. Like we mm-hmm. saw them before, but then he's being introduced.
3: Yeah. And so I mean, this so before we get I'm going to mention my second favorite character, like I said, and it's Robert Wrigley's uh the colonel and he's the financier, right, of mm-hmm. these uh, films of jacks. And he just has this great because he is important because then his driver is who has the interaction with Phil Senter often when he comes in. Yeah. But he comes and he's got his chauffeur Johnny, and then he's got a young like woman with him that asks Jack if uh, you know if there's any coke at this party. But I just love this was just and this is very like taking from Scorsese's while well, the editing in this film right when he when the Colonel steps out and it's like a th- really weird cut like. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you, Johnny. My dear, it's party time. Oh, you look lovely. Mm, ah, oh, oh. Like him like, coming <laughs> out of a limo or whatever. It's just every. He just has this great presence, that actor. He's like yeah. bigger, older guy's sunglasses. Yeah, those and big just, glasses. Yeah. I yeah. love the glasses. Yeah. And when he meets Eddie, he's just like, Can I see your cock? Or I hear you have a great giant cock. <laughs> May I see it?
1: I'm looking forward to seeing you in action. Jack says you've got a great big cock
3: oh well, i don't know i guess so May i see it really please it's just like so awkward but it makes me le- like i you know so i was you know like 16 17 when i saw this film and you know definitely one of the more no pun intended like adult films that i had seen <laughs> like at that age and it's so awkward and i just remember like watching it like in my room and just like Constantly going up and down with like the room, like the volume on the remote because oh, yeah. like thought my parents <laughs> were gonna be like thinking I was like listening to porn at some points or just mm-hmm. even the dialogue and it was just but at the same time I am just, just like giggling and laughing the whole time because it's inc- this movie's incredibly funny.
0: I love the colonel's face when he sees the cock. Yeah, and they know? just
3: like stay on him. He's just got this like like. Like t- head tilted, like, <laughs> big bird look. Because <laughs> like, he's all about
0: business, but he's a kid. You know, he's, he's a little surprised. And yeah. he's like, Well, he's got
3: his vices, oh, yes. which we find out. Like, <laughs> in The <laughs> film. Yeah. Uh,
0: the other character, just because like, I want to bring up too, is Reed, um, John C. Riley's character. Yeah. Just this is like <laughs> this is like one-upsmanship with Scotty. Mm-hmm. They have a relationship of two like like seven-year-old brothers. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
3: Which I mean, definitely like later on like in Step Brothers a John C. Riley role it's like oh, let's true, look true. to that too like a different different realm yeah, but yeah. it's just I love it. he's just like some people told me I look like you know like Han Solo in like. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the margarita machine and just like oh do you work out at blah 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 it's like oh no I would have seen you there I go there every day <laughs> and, and Marky e. Marks is just so innocent I'm sorry Mark Wahlberg is, is uh, so innocent he's just like I'd like to work out there.
4: <laughs> well, I, th- I think they could. I mean, you said the perfect word, and when you were when you said why Don Cheadle was, like these characters are all vulnerable because they're. It's like their minds are like childlike. Yeah, you know, and, but they're. It, but and it's not poking fun at that. It's just yeah. that's who they are. And it's like they're uneducated. And you know, it's just like they—they're in that—they're in that world, but, yeah. but they're real people. They're genuine people, and you—you—you you, you do care for them. I feel like they, a lot know.
3: of people that probably get into the adult industry are like—you know—they get in at a young age and they're very impressionable. Right. Like you know, didn't have you're on it because, well, we can find anyone from the adult, you know? <laughs> were you ever in an adult film films? Well, I mean, yeah, you've been there. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> If there were cell phones with videos back then. WWW. <laughs> well, if you want to plug your adult film yeah, website at the out. end, we'll give you yeah, we'll do, yeah, we do plugs at the end. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, phrasing, oh, phrasing, okay. phrasing, that phrasing, was, please watch that. <laughs> so it's
0: that kind of show, huh? Yeah.
3: but So, okay, let's get to it.
0: 40 minutes in.
3: Yeah, exactly. We're 40, into no, podcast. and the film as oh, well. Oh, wow. That's pretty apropos. <laughs> 40 minutes into the podcast and 40 minutes into the film, um, we enter Scotty J. So, that girl that comes with the Colonel ends up being great interaction with that guy and the whole, like, you think you should get some new shit, you know, with the Coke and everything. Takes J- Johnny does a slap, does a very Godfather slap to the guy, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like and they're carrying the girl out and. And walks Scotty J and like, oh my God, is she okay? Fuck off! And like, <laughs> he's told the to fuck off right away. And then he comes in and again, can you, I can't think of I know they do in The Departed, but I think they do this in another Scorsese film. Do you know what that's? What would what would you call that? Yeah, the oh, circling. Oh God,
4: in? Uh, no, you put me on the spot now. Yeah, come on, um, mentor. I don't know it. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, <laughs> yeah because he does it in uh, Life Lessons. Yeah. So like whatever you want to call yeah. that,
3: it's the you know all of a sudden the screen just shrinks into a small mm-hmm. you know vignette like circle, and it's totally Scotty J, eyeing down Eddie Adams. Yeah, and, and
4: that's an interesting thing because here comes a character we haven't seen yet. Yeah, and boom, we're in his point of view. Yeah, it's like oh, that's, that's cool. it, like you, they bring you into Scotty J. It's like like you said, forty minutes into the film, here's a new character, and boom, he's going to be part of our you know like. Our consciousness, you yeah, know? one yeah. of the
3: definitely one of the more emotional scenes of the movie um is with Scotty J. And I'd also like to point out that it's been said many times that I love this film. and I specifically chose to end every episode. and I said to you, we decided uh, to end the show with you sexy thing, and that's the entrance song for him in this movie. <laughs> and I just I just love it because he walks in and zones in on Dirk he's got the short shorts the tank top that's too small <laughs> yeah, no, and <laughs> I know I know yeah. I've
0: mentioned this a lot but this is particularly um, one of his few interviews I think it was on NPR's fresh take where he said again he chose that, that well, that's costume awesome. yeah. and he they gave him a shirt, and it was a size small, mm-hmm. and, he and he said, said no, 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 I want a kid's size.
3: That's awesome. I love that. He,
0: he, he, something about, like, wanting to feel that.
3: Yeah, and I love the accent that he comes with. His, oh, so cal- California. <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's almost, you know, like, I know in SNL they did a sketch called The Californians, and it's just definitely <laughs> this, like, yeah, whatever. Whatever's cool. Yeah, it's is is the car cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean what, what did you want to play this clip or? yeah let's let's go ahead and play it get
1: out of my way all Here, right, right?
2: shut the fuck up So
1: thank you. I believe in miracles. Hey, Reed. Hey. Is Scotty J. How are ya? <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> Who's this? Eddie, this is Scotty
0: J. He's a friend. He works on some of the films. Nice oh, to meet you.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, are you going to be working, or? Um, maybe. Oh, probably. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Because how'd you meet Jack? Because I work on the films, you know, sometimes. So if you ever, yeah. Hey, Eddie. Hey. Could you excuse me for a minute? Yeah. Very nice to
3: meet you.
2: Yeah. I
3: I just love it because it's just awkward, and then we know the mindset of this guy, and what he's what he wants, and he's just doing this awkward flirting and getting to know, uh, Eddie. And then Eddie has to walk over and go be introduced to the Colonel. And I am just everything about Scotty J right from the get go. I, 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 I relate to him. Maybe not his sexual <laughs> preference.
4: No, maybe not. He's an outsider. Yeah. He's part of this family that, but he, he's an outsider to the family. Mm-hmm. You know, that's right away the, you know, fuck off, you know, like he's, He's, yeah, he's he's not he's not like uh, he's he's not in the movies. He's not one of the actors. He's not a filmmaker. I mean, he, he's yeah, a boom he's operator. kind of a yeah, he's a boom operator slash. I'm like, like, the audio go- people go- right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: which uh, he's kind of like. It just seems like he's uh just like a gopher like on the film set. Yeah, like, you know, just exactly. And,
4: and he, so he's an outsider in this crew, and he's awkward and you know it's
3: so he doesn't everything about him just screams yeah, and, like awkward and you yeah. can't
4: you can't downplay the
0: gay thing especially back then this isn't like a yeah. time where that's necessarily accepted especially in like a hyper macho uh you know porn set
3: yeah i mean you're he's kind of tormenting himself i feel like by constantly being around you know like male female sex like all the time if you really think about it that way like he's just putting himself through this Purgatory of some sorts, and he just wants this nice little moment with Eddie. Oh, the
4: close—I mean, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. No, no, that's yeah. The Julianne Moore scene, the, the uh, Eddie's first, yeah. Uh, Dirk yeah, was first scene. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly the next scene. Yeah, where, where he's, he's holding 14. the boom and, and he's like, yeah,
3: <sighs> yeah, he's like you know, he, quivering and like yeah. a very like. Yeah. Oh my God, you just feel it. He does, it, right? he does the, turn the head. Yeah, to the signs everyone kind of like, does that. They even yeah. we even get a great <laughs> shot. Of the lens, and it widening, you know? Yeah. Like, because and I just find that funny, because they're just saying... <laughs> you know, this whole time, like, we earlier, we see uh, Eddie talking to himself in the mirror, and you see the shape of his uh, manhood, and... Uh, I mean, I've said cock already. See the shape <laughs> of his cock. And that's the whole thing. He's supposed to be, like, this, like, Ron Jeremy level of, like, you know, male gifted person. John Holmes, I mean... Oh, John... Yeah, that's actually... John that's Holmes, the very uh yeah well i think it was burt reynolds or pt no pt anderson spent a couple of days with uh ron jeremy with ron jeremy yeah (laughs) some research on this film i mean the big thing with like he grew up pt anderson grew up in the valley and he was like went like his dad was in the entertainment industry and he said he'd like show up to some houses where it was definitely like they just shot porn there or like it was a party just like this mm. one so this was yet another again like heartache he took from his little gambling experience and then this film he took from his like childhood and that mm-hmm. was uh, the valley like california famous like valley experience
0: that's cool yeah uh so in this scene though oh,
3: also one uh, last important thing after the party scene they're in the hot tub and this is where oh yeah the, i was gonna call he becomes to it Oh, I'm sorry, he becomes Dirk Diggler.
0: Um, yeah, so we get the birth of Dirk Diggler in the hot tub, but it's not really the birth right, it's just like he names himself in the Shining Lights. It's a christening lights. in the water. It's and like then... The Christ. <laughs> and then boom, like, you really, with Julianne Moore, see this, like, scene in action. And yeah. I like how she says, like, like what did she say, finish on my, like, tits or something? Yeah. Or, like, your stomach or something? And then... Like, like she all seems like, like she's enjoying, like legitimately well, enjoying tell, the well, sex, when, right?
4: When he's on top of her, she says, "She says, yeah you know, in the heat of the moment.' Me, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah finished inside me. Him. It's like,
3: what? And again, to like, <laughs> again, we get the pay payoff, if you want to call that, at the end of the film. Uh, but this whole time, it's just teased of, you know, the size of uh, Dirk's cock, <laughs> and. Uh, and another thing, that, like, in this moment, he's like, says to his DP, and the DP's like, oh, we'll go to, like, stock footage. He's like, no, nothing's going to, like, compare to that or whatever. <laughs> and so, and right away, Dirk is just like, you know, like, oh, you want me to go again, Jack? I'll go again. Yeah. <laughs> but this is another great scene that I want to play, a little clip of uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, because you get Scotty J, who, like, goes. So, he's, again, he's, like, the boom operator, but they send him to go get uh, Dirk from the, you know, green room with the clipboard yeah Yeah. and he's just like you you look really sexy I'm gonna play the clip I can't do it justice (laughs) hey
1: you look really good and you look really sexy I like your name a lot it's really cool yeah like
3: I, I I like your name a lot. It's really it's really cool. Yeah. And with the with the pen, it's like yeah, so, yeah, pen. really phallic, yeah. just like with the pen in his yeah. mouth. And yeah. again, like his face while holding the he's holding a boom. Mm-hmm. He's quivering like it just you know I mean everyone's face and the film runs out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know Dirk, I can go again. It's just a great you know, getting goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wonderful.
2: It's, it, it, it's... <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> Your goosebumps. Yeah. Oh, it's my goosebumps. Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's really great, and r- after this, you just get that whole like montage. Montage, but yeah. it, it's not like a silly montage. It's like a nice little. And it's showing things ramp Yeah, progression, ramp up. Yeah, yeah. progression
3: yeah. of time because it's like total like disco. I mean, I love it. They're buying similar him and. Uh, Reed and John C. Riley's character and Scotty and right? Scott and Scotty and again his shirts and like he's too- tagging along. Yeah, yeah. Tagging Scotty on. has yeah.
0: joined the gang. Yeah, like I mean, he, he has like marginal acceptance, but yeah. it's like acceptance. In, in, a,
4: in a way, it's Dirk Diggler that actually brings Scotty because yeah. he was an outsider, and then he brings him in, and it's like. He he's like kind of more part of the crew when Dirk's there. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's true. No, I
3: again, I relate to this character immensely just because Scotty like, J. Yeah, because and then in the outside, I mean, like, outsider <laughs> uh, aspect because going to where we went to high school, I was from a different town, and then like all my friends I made from Oltapan town you're from or grew, grew up in. And I just remember being on like AIM back in the day over the summer, like, Oh, what are you guys what are you guys up to? And it's just <laughs> like I need to get like the invite like in and just like tag along and you know, that's what I, that's what you said, like Scotty Jason
0: And like, not I'm not saying you here, but for Scotty, like you can only imagine this just enhances his crush.
3: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Just like probably in the changing room with, uh, with Dirk and <laughs> Yeah, which which
4: builds up to the to the New Year's that we've talked about.
3: You know? Yeah, and I mean, and after this, so we get this, you know, we see uh, the, them making Brock Landers. We, we also get to a second annual adult film awards because after that he won like a bunch. Yeah, he won a bunch It was at the second annual. Yeah, he won a bunch then. And,
0: and then he's kind of like humble at that one.
3: Yeah, and we see Dirk's new place, his Corvette, Jack saying that line of, this is the film I want to be remembered for. Mm-hmm. And then we get a jump in time Because the film starts in 77 and then we get the, you know, the New Year's Eve party. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's where the one character, Becky, meets Jerome. We and meet it's the
0: New Year's Eve to nineteen eighty. To nineteen eighty, right?
3: yeah. And we meet this is where we meet uh, Phil Baker Hall's character.
0: I like I like uh, Don Cheadle's Rick James wig. Oh my god, how good. <laughs> that's like his
3: he's just a character that's constantly so first he's got the cowboy look and he gets shit from like the stereo yeah, he works at a, a, and a stereo at place. the at the club. But
4: and I keep I keep dwelling on the the storylines of how they all, they're all outsiders. They're all Scotty J. Yeah. But when they all together, that, that, that they're accepted and they're like the, they're like the family. And then yeah, family. then after that, when during the down period, they're all separated again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it, oh, if yeah. you look at the film's arc that oh, way. That's, that's okay. another like brilliant what filmmaking method that. Yeah. T. Anderson did is that you know we're we you know. We're, when we sing, singled out Scotty J as as the outsider, but really, look at all the characters. I was just, you know, I was thinking about it. All the characters are outsiders. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Bucky can't, he's, you know, oh, I only keep you around to bring the chicks in. That's what yeah. his boss tells him. Yeah. Reed like, even
3: says, like, I know, like, this isn't going to last forever, and he's into magic. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're they're I mean, all.
0: Julianne Moore with her kids. Yeah. You know, yeah, the fact that they're, her kid, her kid. They're
4: all outsiders in regular society, but then it's like, the, this this family aspect when they're, they're all together The yeah, family of misfits and, and, and once and Turk comes Turk comes in Scotty J gets uh, it seems like he gets accepted into that family you know
3: well this is something I want actually I took a note of like right in the beginning so before you get that the, going all the way back to the opening of this film and you get that great opening of the shot Sam Boogie nights and going down and everything like that. There's this circus type music. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, this time, you know, because I mean, I'm looking for stuff to talk about on the podcast. It just like I thought about it that much more. And to me, they, it is. This is kind of like a circus, and you just like it's almost like the au- you know like at the circus, there's a lot of awkward things going on, like a bunch of clowns coming out of a car mm-hmm. that's too small, and it just has that very circusy, crazy mm-hmm. circus like vibe. You know, they're putting on a show, yeah. But you don't get, you don't know their real personalities cool. until they're you know like behind the scenes. So I just thought that was no, that's yeah,
4: that's cool. I, I, I noticed that too.
3: So yeah, I mean, we get the '80s party. And then we get that, the comment of the videotape is the future, not film, etc. And then we get Scotty, we meet Tom Jane, we meet, what's his uh, character's well, name?
0: He's a dancer, right? Yeah, I yeah, love him. At it. a, a male club. Yeah. Oh, at a, oh. At a, a male club. Yeah. I didn't,
3: oh, I yeah. guess, oh, I guess that slipped me. Um, I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but uh, Todd Parker, his character. Todd name Parker, is. I but love I him. love it, like, because it's just you know. So again, it's like adult you know, entertainment in a way. It's a, he's a, so he's a male stripper for at a male club or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got that great stash. <laughs> but I just love it that like he you know still hangs out with these other adult entertainers. I'm just imagining maybe he's not gifted down below, so he can't be in these films. Could tomorrow.
0: be the reason. You know, Could I feel reason. like he might have slid his way in. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to say it like that, Jeez, it's, it's hard to uh, escape these. Oh, uh, God. Oh, God. Anything I say, anything I say. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but then, uh, yes. Yeah, so there get,
3: inter- you know, Reed introduces him to Dirk, and then Scotty comes up to Dirk, and he wants to, sh- he wants to show him something. He's like, I got a surprise.
0: And this this is one of my top Philip Zimmer Hoffman film, um, yes. scenes ever. Definitely. Let's I, I just, just love this scene. Do you want to play it first and then talk yep.
3: about it? let's just play it.
1: Here, 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 here. Keep coming. All right, open them. This is it. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. You want to get inside? Uh, when did you get this? Uh, yesterday. Well, actually, I had it painted yesterday, so my, my paint might still be kind of stickier. This is great, man. Yeah. This is really great. You want to go for a ride, or? Wait, 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 wait. Fuck! Hell, how much time? is <laughs> I'm sorry, what sir. What the hell is Please. the matter I'm with you? I'm sorry. I, uh, Why did you do that, Scotty? Uh, you look at me sometimes. What? I just want to know if you like me. Well, of course. Yeah, I like you, Scotty. I... Can I kiss you? Scotty, Please, I don't. Please, can I kiss you on the mouth? No. Please, let me. Scotty. Well, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to grab you like that or scare you, or right? anything. all right, man. Do you want to kiss me, or? Scotty. No? What's, What's no. the matter with right, you? forget it. I'm, just, I'm really drunk. Really, I am. I'm just, I'm, I'm out of my head. I'm so, wa- I'm really wasted. I'm really just wasted. I'm crazy right now. I'm really crazy. Do you want to go back inside? Uh. Do you like my car, Dirk? What? I mean.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to make sure you thought it was cool, or else I was gonna take it back. Oh. Yeah. It's great, Scotty. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Scotty. I love you. I really love you. I love you too, Scotty. Okay.
2: Let's go back inside, okay? All
1: right. I'll, all right. Oh, I'm a idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, fucking idiot. Hey. idiot fucking idiot
2: fucking idiot fucking
3: idiot every time i watch that it's just i don't know i've i've definitely had a moment i've that i've just been like saying to myself oh you're like maybe not like in tears for her but just like oh you're you're a fucking idiot and just that he puts everything out there no like, i mean we've all been and,
0: vulnerable like that yeah. if you say you haven't been vulnerable like that you're Sociopath or an asshole, you know? Yeah, like just you're
4: right. Like he's just like fucking idiot. Like just. Uh.
3: I mean, what? What was that when you saw that? I mean, th- this is clearly. I mean. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. It was, it was uncomfortable.
4: Yeah, yeah. And that's a great word for it. Uncomfortable. This film. That that. That's a, Another brilliant thing about the film is that there's there. We said it's funny as hell. Yeah. And then there's these moments that are just so uncomfortable. Yeah, like, like
3: almost like cringe-worthy. So, so
4: it 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 brings up so many different emotions during this, you know, during the the time period of the film. I don't know exactly how long it is. That's how I would say, it is two and a half or something like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So like during. Do you have the, time, the time?
3: No, all I know that it was originally three hundred pages and he brought it down to one eighty, so I guess if you want to go it's like, a minute too like many per, hours and per and page. Half. Yeah, right, yeah well
4: but, but for for the, the you know, the two and a half, three hours that the film is,
3: yeah.
4: You are going there's so many emotions going on. You're you're getting your your heart pulled in different ways and it's and this scene is just like
3: Yeah. Well Scotty Scotty's definitely like the character that we get his low min- Low moment first. Yeah, because
4: yeah. it's before the, the suicide. So yeah. it's like, the suicide is kind of like, boom, that's, and that's the 1980. The countdown to 1980 is happening when, yeah. the, when that happens. And that's where we go into everyone's lows in the 80s. And, yeah, Scotty J, he kicks it off with that. That's, and, and you touched on this before. We don't get too many Scotty J scenes, but
0: you feel for him, you know? Yeah. You feel for Yeah, him. this is
3: his last big scene, and we're only, like, halfway through the movie for the most part. And
0: we, we got him 40 minutes in. Yeah. so mm-hmm. it's.
3: But, yeah, and, he, and he's still, like, around in other scenes, which we'll talk about, but I just, again, like, he brings him out, he has Mark Wahlberg, he's like, you know, close your eyes, and then he brings him to this car, and since it's obviously audio, like, you know, when you're watching it, he's just like, all right, come a little bit closer, come a little bit closer, he's just leaning up against the car, and it's not a Corvette, but it's definitely, it's like... a two
4: eighty ZX. There you go. Uh, Honda 280. <laughs> but but he had it. <laughs> yeah. But
3: what does he say? Like, he just, you, you know. Yeah he just, had it painted. He, yeah, he just had it painted. And it's that same, like, whatever color red you want to call that as, you know, uh, as uh, Dirk's Corvette. Mm-hmm. And so it's just everything. He's just trying. It's like Years of buildup. He puts yeah. it all on the line, and, 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 and
4: yeah, and everything he did. Like the, he doesn't care, even care about the car. It's like he just wants Dirk to like it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Like
3: there is obviously this physical attraction, but he's searching for this acceptance too. And so he probably, even if he's in this misfit family. I think he's still looking for one person to be like, you are an important part of this and you mean a lot to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, And that's what... I mean, he's definitely, you know, supposed to be a young, you know, character, you know, like in, like age-wise and Mark Wahlberg or, you know, like Dirk is supposed to be 17, 18, like at this point, I guess, like 20 years old in this scene. Yeah. And, you know, they're just these... That, that, you know, you still don't know what kind of person you are at that age. No, no, Probably I mean, this, it's a definitely like a kind of is. like a,
0: you know, not adolescent coming of age, but like mm-hmm. a coming of age thing, and like, he falls flat on his face. I like that that he tries to, like, kiss him again, you know? After yeah, yeah, clear. yeah. And he just, he
3: just, like, goes in again, oh, I, just, I just want to kiss you. Because he just so wants he, it so bad. Yeah. yeah. Also, and, just, I have And then th- he just puts it, you know, like, and says, like, oh, I'm, I'm drunk, you know?
0: And yeah. and Mark Wahlberg just like accepts it he's not like weirded out. Mm. No he's weirded out but he's like they move on from it.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah, he just wants to get out of the situation but it's like but he's a porn star so it's like he's done some crazy things, you know. And it's but he's just like oh, okay, okay, whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's just, just interesting, you know. Yeah, mm. no, totally. But that like and and the probably the reason why that's his last big scene in the film is because at that, you know, because for him, that was his moment. Like, that he, you know, like, that it, it, he was in love with Dirk. I mean, it's like... So that's kind of with him payoff, for lack of a better word.
3: Yeah, um well, to jump ahead a bit. So then he's still, like, part... It's not like he has a falling out. No, with no, 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 Because then he's... Dirk ar- just
0: kind of, like, deletes it or just yeah, I mean, dismisses it.
3: Yeah, I mean, he kind of... Ha- has to in the sense of like that's not the weirdest thing that's happened in Derk's no. no, no but he's got
0: power at this point if he was really freaked out he could be like get this guy off the sure, set sure that's a good point he's not yeah. an important part of this no that's
3: yeah that's a very that's a very fair point uh, I mean we get him like before they're planning that you know robbery scene or just you know selling the you know, fake Coke or whatever, uh, you know, he's just pacing in the background and saying, like, I don't know if that's a good idea, and they're like, shut, you know, shut the fuck up, Scotty. And then even at the end of the movie, we get him, the last time we see him is he's filming the birth of uh, Buck and uh, Jesse's kid, and he's, you know, so I love it that he's kind of even moved on from boom operator to <laughs> ca- camera operator, and it, and it does, if you really think about it, like, that's a... That's a very, I mean, hey, they shoot film. I mean, they shoot porn. So (laughs) that's very intimate stuff. But the birth of a child and to be like, oh, can you, you know, film it or whatever. So I like that he's just, he's included in these personal, intimate, like, Mm -hmm. lovely, you know, moments in these people's lives. Um,
0: So So I, I guess we should touch on the Dirk downfall.
3: Yeah, I mean, so we get, this is, we've had Scotty's low moment, then we lose little Bill, William H. Macy's character. He shoots himself and his (laughs) wife, and wife's one or two lovers. And um, there's even that we see a little bit of tension happening because Amber's doing that documentary, and uh, Dirk has that great, like, oh, Jack lets me block my own scenes, and then Jack is like, I don't let him block his own scenes. (laughs) And he's just like, ooh, like, it's just like, just from, and it's just, Awkwardness right there, and the next thing is that Jack gets a call from the colonel and the Colonel's in jail, and this is just like...
0: And you said this is one of your favorite scenes or performances, right? Yeah,
3: I mean, like, I feel like he, you know, like, Burt Reynolds, you know, nominated for this role, but this is, like, sometimes you get those roles that, like, Michael Shannon for Revolutionary Road, you know, small role nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Robert Ridgely, like, this scene when he's talking to Jack, and so we learn that the Colonel, like, has a weakness for like, filming little kids, I guess, mm-hmm. right, and, you know, doing stuff, and he's like, oh, I don't touch him, but, uh, he, but the biggest thing is he's just saying to Jack, like, I'm, I'm your friend, Jack, like, tell me, tell me, tell me I'm your friend, and
0: Jack just, and the phone, like, cuts him off,
3: yeah, ends at that point, and he's just knocking on, like, the soundproof glass, and it's just another heartbreaking moment, and, like, the loss of, you know, like, a character, or whatever, um,
4: and it's a down point for Jack, too, because they're when they his funding. Yeah, so that's he, a big And he part, goes strictly to, the, like...
3: To Floyd to, Gondolini, to, yeah, to yeah. the yeah, for funding for VHS. Right, and he does,
4: like, you know, crappy VHS stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah we mentioned that before,
0: just, the uh, it looks terrible.
3: And then we get Dirk, like, another, like, montage, and Dirk is doing, like, Crystal with Todd, and he's, like, you know uh coming in and out and this is there i mean there's still like little funny moments like in these you know du- you know darker scenes then we get the studio scene you love
0: Oh yeah yeah I don't want to miss that studio scene cuz it's yeah. just hilarious <laughs> Yeah that's
3: And that's uh Robert Downey Jr senior right Robert, yeah Robert Downey Jr senior Oh okay. <laughs> That's yes. Robert Downey yeah, Jr.'s father, yes. I think Who is a film director. Who is yeah. a film director. Er, and that's actually the one, uh, Don Cheadle's character is Buck Swope, which Putney is... Putney Swope. It was yeah, his, Bucky yeah. Swope, which is a... Uh, uh,
4: Putney Swope was uh, his film.
3: Yeah, which, yeah. Yeah, Robert oh. film, cool. yeah, Robert Downey Sr.'s film. And Robert Downey Sr.'s, Putney Swope is a big influence on P.T. Anderson. Oh, so yeah. So just yeah. a little appreciation there. Mm-hmm but that whole that whole scene of the tapes like yeah. like the catch 22 uh, <laughs> you know what is it what is it you know cuz th- they want to get the eps and then he says that's a, y- a yp right your your problem, <laughs> your problem. Yeah, yeah. And he's like i don't know this you know, music industry jargon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. Yeah. And we need g-
4: the magic that's on those tapes. We <laughs> get it to the record company. So we, they give us the money. Yeah. Then we get the money back to you.
3: You're not understanding. <laughs> we get it. Like, you own the tapes, but the magic on those tapes, that's <laughs> ours. Oh, <God. laughs> and and they're, feel, they're convinced. Feel,
0: feel, feel, the heat. They're convinced that if they the release that, that they're just, you know, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I think and it's Mar- awesome. Mark, Mark and they're like, Wahlberg,
3: <laughs> who has a decent enough voice, so that's what he... Came, you know he, what he came from, whether you like that genre or not. He's That's just like really like some good, bad singing acting going on here, here. replaying the, the guitar. He yeah, He'll rock you. <laughs> That's... He will feel you. Feel, feel, feel.
0: Was that on the soundtrack? Did they ever like do a cut of that?
3: There's like that little, not like a whole song, but oh. I have the soundtrack and that plays before like a. Like I think it's like a little separate forty, like the clip that's in that movie. <laughs> Even
0: the fact that they're telling the guy in the studio like to like uh, yeah. raise oh, the bring, vocals, yeah, and bring down the bass, bring down bring the bass, and then he's just like, let's roll it again, let's roll again. I always <laughs> imagine that that like board op said to like his boss like. Yeah, no, these guys suck. Just, yeah. you know, I yeah. Yeah. And I love
3: it. This is like a little scene that Scotty J is just in the background. He carries, uh, you know, Eddie out. His
0: background scenes for the rest of the movie are just great. Like, even, again, like the whole of Dirk Diggler mm-hmm. falling out scene, how uncomfortable he looks. Oh, yeah. Just oof. Yeah, oh, well, that's... Fight, yeah. yeah, the fight, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, so this is the big part where we get... Um, the limo scene where they end up picking up the guy that's from the scene with roller the rolls. roller girl yeah, that was yeah. yeah who's like in college at that point and Jack starts beating him up in the roller girl I think she like killed like I don't know like that was pretty like it's kind intense of, this is one of the
0: most scary scenes of the film like, yeah. kicking the guy in the, the face with a roller skates. yeah, with, yeah with
3: several times scene. after he was already pummeled by Jack yeah. and then we get Eddie's low well, well, just
0: to so that scene the limo scene I like how it's like Jack's moment where he knows what he's doing, he's entered this tape thing, but he just is.
3: He's even on camera, which I don't he, think was something he did. before Oh yeah.
0: yeah, and he just takes out his frustration with the whole industry on this guy. Yeah, yeah, yep. he's not making That's a, a movie
4: anymore. They're driving around picking, you know, like yeah, it, it's just yeah, it's it's not it's not a film anymore. It's. And Eddie's—he sold out. He had to, but you could yeah,
3: tell. And he just and Dirk isn't even doing films at this point. He's just back to kind of where he was, where we, where we meet him, even like lower because he needs money for drugs and his busted up Corvette. But he's just showing his, you know, like dick to random guys. And then I guess I, this is like actually one little scene that I was always a little confused by. So he's doing that, but I guess do people know that there's this like.
0: Yeah, there must have been like a rumor or something, or maybe there's just like a known to get guys there, and it's like a team of gay bashers. Because that guys in on it, right? The guy yeah, yeah, yeah. in the pickup truck oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're Yo. gay bashers.
3: Yes. Yeah, but no, it was just always like you know, it's not like there's like self. That was a very like premed. Point being, it was a very premeditated plot. It's not like there's cell phones. Like, okay, I'm in the truck right now. No, no, no obviously those guys, those guys were, were yeah. surrounded there. You yeah, know?
0: it was probably like a known spot where you could yeah. like look at guys' dicks.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah, like hmm. male prostitutes or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, and that um, once uh, once again super uncomfortable moment. It's like it's yeah, like and after insane. that we
3: get the one great little um, you know we had like eighty set on the screen at one point, and then it just says uh, long way down one last thing, and we then we get one of I showed this in college. We like get an <laughs> editing class. We get one of the greatest films, and this also had influence on. Uh, a scene in your movie, right, with Mm -hmm. the firecrackers and everything. We go Mm -hmm. to, we finally get to meet Alfred Molina's character.
0: And I mentioned this to you on the phone the other day. Mm -hmm. That's how I remember it was uh, two minutes, I mean, two hours and a half for this film. That when this comes up, there's like 20 minutes left of the film and I'm like, isn't this one of the last scenes if not like the second to last scene? Yeah, but this
4: scene plays out for I didn't realize how long this scene was. It's like was. a 15 minute yeah. scene. Tension. Total
3: tension. Oh, tension. And it was built, just built, like built and Metaphorically and Thorically? <laughs> <laughs> with the firecrackers? So Rahad Jackson and he's just what? This, I guess really, like I guess a wealthy party going guy, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah low so level
0: who's crimp? the crew that goes to his home? It's, uh, You've
3: got Todd and Reed and, uh... Bro- now, Scotty's bef- enter, with them Brock. like while they're, <laughs> while they're
0: planning this, right? Yeah. And so, he's like, oh, you know, I think he tells them not to go.
3: Yeah, he, and they tell him to, you know, shut up or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> no, know, he just gets told to fuck off and shut up a lot in this film. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so the three of them go, and they're trying to, I guess that's, what, baking soda or something like that? Yeah,
4: they're trying to rip the guy
3: off. Yeah, for $5,000 yeah. worth of Coke. And they've got a big. There's, then there's three people in the house. You got the big black security guard that's got like double pistols. <laughs> you got uh, Rod Jackson, and then Cosmo, right? not That's oh, Cosmo. He's, he's Chinese. <laughs> he's yeah, boy. it's like a, his his little boy, you know, boy toy. He's yeah. like a boy,
0: like a Chinese boy,
3: right? Yeah, in just the in short and shorts, and... walking around throwing firecrackers into the air of the yeah. house. <laughs> <laughs> and you get two great uh, songs play. You get sister Christian and Jesse's girl and then Jesse's girl on yeah. the awesome uh, awesome mix tape. <laughs> <laughs> and, Zach's awesome
4: I, I, I made tapes after that Zach's awesome awesome yes yeah. I think I have like 11 <laughs> versions, 11 <laughs> volumes of it
3: that's yeah. awesome I read yeah. <laughs> that actually Alfred Molina had never heard either of those songs really before this movie which is actually per, like really?
0: 97 well he's like a like a Shakespearean British actor originally. yeah so
3: I guess he was very uh, you know <laughs>
0: Into that world. Yeah. I don't know.
3: <laughs> but uh, that's just, I mean, what were what your thoughts on this scene? Well, you know, like you said, like, we
4: used that when we were making our, we shot our film in 98, in the summer of 98, and I got that on VHS, I think it was VHS, I don't think it was DVD at that time, um, but I know DVDs existed at that time, but I think I had it on VHS, and we're living in Brooklyn, in uh, Greenpoint, and... We had this little me and my brother had this little railroad apartment, and we had the whole cast in there. And we had a little nineteen-inch, you know, tube TV, and we would like huddle around it and we watch scenes, as, especially that scene because not that you know the film doesn't my film doesn't have like like serious tension like that, but how the shot of Mark uh, of Mark Wahlberg's face. Yeah, and they just, just linger a, a, on they it. They just, just linger on that shot while you hearing the firecrackers go yeah. off, and and you just see that you see with this. It's not dialogue. It's just a shot of a face, and that's what why I think it's such a great performance too. Of you can you can do a voiceover right there, going saying. Where the, what the fuck did I get myself into? I've sunk, I'm, I'm, what happened to me? And, and, and. It looks my, like he's going crazy in a way. Yeah, and, and, well, wouldn't you? I mean, with the firecrackers, yeah. you 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 could die right now because you, you got the armed party guard and you're going to, you're going to rob this guy, you yeah. know, it's I'm like. I'm surprised
3: the guy didn't taste it right away. And, <laughs> Let's
4: see. yeah, so, so we would sit there and especially there was a specific scene in my film where I wanted the character to have a realization that, in a much lighter level, he's that he's been a dick to his friends basically, yeah. and he's in a subway station, and we just did a shot of him. I was like, I was like, this is what I want. This is what I want. I want, I, you know, I want you to, you know, in a different turn, you know, not and there's not tension and stuff like like this scene, but I just like I want you to like I don't want dialogue here. I just want the audience to see you realizing I've been such an asshole, you know, like to my friends during this time, so we, we, we watched that scene over, and it That's was, awesome. like, our
3: inspiration in this film to... You know that face really remi- the like, uh, next character just makes me think of? Jack Nicholson in The Shining. There's just a very, like, going insane and just, like, alone with your thoughts. I mean, but in this scene, he's mm-hmm. not even he's not even alone, but he's just, like, in this vacuum, I mm-hmm. think, is, like, uh, if I was gonna...
0: Well, this is a guy who was so high, you know, so, oh, yeah. like, on top of the world, his world, you know,
3: mm-hmm. and this yeah. is just...
4: Bam. And now, yeah, and now he's as low as you can get, and he's like, he could die right now. It's like...
3: Well, yeah, and then we, he comes very close to death, because Todd doesn't go with the original plan, and he knows that Rahad has a safe in his room, or yeah, something like that, yeah. and pulls out a gun, and ends up shooting the bodyguard, I don't know what happens, to Cosmo, <laughs> like if he just like, <laughs> goes to the ground or something like that, but then Rahad goes into his room, and Todd's about to go in there, and he blasts him with a shotgun Mm. and then he's shooting at reed and uh dirk and they get a reed just runs off and dirk gets into the corvette that then breaks down Mm -hmm. and we get to him pretty much just going back to jack's house and i guess jack just leaves the door unlocked because he (laughs) walks in there and i just i love this because they don't show Jack's like face for like a long time it's just like Mm -hmm. kind of uh, like a medium shot like of behind Jack's torso and you know he's really filling up the frame and then you just have Eddie Small like facing us in the background and asking you know like saying that he's sorry and asking him if he can come back and and it it's largely a happy ending. Yeah, I mean, you get uh, great usage of uh, the uh, Beach Boys, God Only Knows, and we get another... I guess and, and
4: what a great song, like, yeah. using that... So, I mean, we've talked about the soundtracks, is phenomenal, but the way the music interacts with the actual film... And, and especially that, it's like, every yeah. time I hear that song, I just, it, it's, it's not just music me right back to that, to the end of oh, that yeah. film. It's like,
3: it's not just music of the time, but poignant, poignant music for the scene. You yeah. Know? It's really used well. Like, I mean, in that first party scene, you've got like Three Dog Night, Mama Told Me Not to Come, and uh, Spill the Wine. Uh, so yeah, I mean, then we get like kind of this final montage of, we see Buck, well, in that we, like, we... Briefly said it, but in that shootout scene in the donut shop, uh, Buck ends up taking that's his low moment, and he takes that money, so he opens up Buck's super cool stereo store. (laughs) Uh, And and Amber's directing the commercial, so that's like kind of her little jump, like after she's lost, you know, like, doesn't have her, that child anymore. Mm-hmm. We get that great, wait, by the way, in that, like, one part, we get that great coked-up moment between her and Roller Girl. Oh, yeah. Of them being like, are you <laughs> gonna, can you be my mom? Can I call you mom? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. And like the, we said, the
0: big theme here is family. Yeah.
3: Family. The lo- definitely the person stole the lowest moment in this film is the colonel, because he's just getting beaten up in the jail cell by that one guy. You feel Maurice opens up a new bar, but it's misspelled, uh, Rodriguez with a Q versus yeah, yeah, Gaze yeah, yeah. with a G. <laughs> The Rodriguez brothers, yeah. or something like that. And he <laughs> it wrong. He's like, no, no! <laughs> <it>. what happened? <laughs> yeah, and uh, Reed is doing magic. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, uh, you know, Buck and. Uh, Jesse, they have a kid and Mm -hmm. he's in the pool or whatever and we just see, you know, Jack is back to being like a father and he's just walking around the house and this is one last great, like, long shot where Buck is talking about a stereo. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesse is painting a picture. We pass a picture of where uh, little Bill killed himself and, like, there's a nice little, uh, you know, oil painting of him in in that spot. And then we get Dirk... In the room, getting ready, full Miami Vice look with the pink shirt and the white jacket, (laughs) Mm -hmm. doing his very and it is like an homage, specifically an homage to Raging Bull, and uh, well,
4: which is an homage to uh, uh, what's it called on the waterfront? Oh yeah. So is it on the waterfront? Um, Yeah, I could have been in content. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool.
3: Yeah. So and this is then we get the final. The payoff, we get to see the whole the whole rooster.
0: <laughs> and that's not really his penis, right? No, it's a prosthetic. No, it's okay, a prosthetic, okay. and, and Mark
3: Wahlberg got to keep it. He oh, it okay. Yeah. Nice little, that's cool. Nice little prize for the fans. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my earliest memory of this film is, as a kid, and I didn't see the movie, uh-huh. but watching, I think, the MTV Movie Awards, yeah. with, with, like my family, or like my uncle or something, and like, that's how, now that you mentioned it's a prosthetic, like, Boogie Nights won Best Effects, and they had, like, a penis with a top hat come and accept the award. Oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, like, oh, the weirdest thing in the world. So and I'm watching weird. that as I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And it's, like, an uncomfortable, like, with, with your family, you of know? Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah wow, know, that just really came that. back to me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, this movie, again, critically acclaimed, 92% Rotten Tomatoes, Everyone I know who sees it loves it, and that's just like, it's like a universal thing. Mm -hmm. You you haven't met too many haters of this film, have you?
3: No, there's, like, some other P.T. Anderson films that, like, people, you know, go and have, like, you know, it's like a little 50-50 on, but this, I think, all around is pretty much everyone respects this movie i think that's definitely the best way you might not love it, it might be a topic that you find awkward or something like that but in the end it's a it's a masterpiece of filmmaking and we mm-hmm. can't understate what it did philip Hoffman's career no this is definitely this put him again put him on the map especially in the eyes of his peers in the industry mm-hmm. um, any
0: any last thoughts on boogie nights then Anything you want to add? Or... I'm just... You too, Zach.
3: This was an episode I was really looking forward to, and I mean, I think for in the time that we discussed movies, we did a pretty good job of, uh, you know, covering what this film is, and, I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman, he's just... Uh, this is a role where he's a, a great character, and it's a really interesting one that I think a lot of people one way or another can relate to but. I'm so
0: happy we're finally again getting to these films and talking about these films yeah
3: I mean I love this film How me about? too <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> and seen it you know I don't I don't that's the thing it's like it's not like I I even back then I didn't go see films a lot. Like like multiple viewings like mm-hmm. I was telling Kyle this you know because I know he sees the Star Wars films 50 million times each in the theater but yep. I don't <laughs> I don't uh, well you gotta see I, I never regular. really I didn't do that very you know there was very few films that I was like I went back to the, I've seen there's films I've seen a million times but I'm in the code of the theater to keep wanting to go back to see it you know and it was just like this film was just that's why I went and saw it you know awesome cool.
0: So, uh, Zach, is there anywhere people can follow you or look you up? uh, Your IMDB or something?
4: Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Don't follow me. I don't know. We we, we always ask our guests.
3: (laughs) I'm a recluse. Sometimes they want to plug something. (laughs) I got no plug. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, uh, Zach, thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, it was great having you, and thank you for listening and supporting Being my mentor, my my muse, so weird. No, that's weird. Let's end it on that. Let's end it on a weird note.
0: (laughs) Well, on that note, thanks everyone for listening today, tuning in. We had a blast.
3: Yeah, thanks, Hoff fans, and keep being great Hoff fans. And check us out on Facebook and subscribe on iTunes. P.S. I love Hoffman. Google Play, yeah. P.S. I love Hoffman. That is the name. Learn it, love it.
0: Cageclub.me as well. You could find us there and.
3: All the other great podcasts, including Cage Club, Keanu Club.
0: A new podcast that we actually really love here called Wistful Thinking.
3: Ooh, this is a fun one. I hope I get to guest on
0: that. Me too, me too. Um, and really special announcement.
3: Special news.
0: Next week we will not be doing a Philip Seymour Hoffman film.
3: No, not not a regular episode talking about one of, one of his films. No, no, like no. One of his roles.
0: We will have a special episode next week where we will go over basically... The first third of his career, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman, the early years. The
3: early years.
0: So definitely tune into that. We're gonna have some guests who we've had previously on. We're mm-hmm. gonna be talking about some of his short films.
3: Yeah, some stuff that again we were covering all of his feature films, but this we get to talk about a music video he's in, um, another sh- short film. Yeah,
0: even some some silly stuff, some some a Law and Order episode. Yeah,
3: TV appearances. So definitely tune in and we'll like
0: follow share please we subscribe. love you guys we're loving the feedback yeah. keep it going thanks so much guys Where bye did you come from?